Hi guys, welcome back to BYOB. Today I am joined by a very special guest with a very special topic. And my guest today is Paul Andrews. Paul is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Paul is a fourth year majoring in math. Crazy. I wish I was smart enough to major in math. You are. <laughs> He's a member of the Ecstasy Dance Crew and they are insane. Like I oh wish I could dance so badly so I could be you part can. of Ecstasy. And remember we have to t- I have to teach you the I dance know, one yeah, day. Yeah, you do. Except for Free I don't know. I think too. I'm too embarrassed to do like I have this this is it. This is it. Yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> We have to start somewhere, right? And you know, yeah. from there you grow. Yeah, but you're like so, like anyone from ecstasy, like that's intimidating to learn how to dance from. But Paul is also a Who's Connected facilitator yes. and an OL. And a fun fact about Paul is he can do a really good Kermit the Frog impression. Oh, God. So- <laughs> is this the part when you asked me to do it? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, let's see. I'm going to read an email. I'm going to read an ESPN email. Okay, perfect. Okay. Feel all the sweet 16 action here. Tonight and tomorrow. ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Top Picks, WGC Dell Technologies, Match Play featured March 16th. (laughs) How is that? Yes? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that Kermit was such a big sports fan. But this is a new... A new facet new to his, his character character <laughs> development. For real. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All the judgment is coming after this for my impression. Um, <laughs> you need you to so find much. someone to do, like, Mrs. Piggy. I know. I do, or, actually. Or, like, Bert and Ernie. And you guys oh can God. create, like, a whole crew. Like, do you know how they have cover bands? Like, you can do... Yes. I could be one of those. Cover yeah. Muppets. Right. Productions. Honestly, I... F- maybe this isn't a flex, but I feel like I could do the other Muppets, too. But... <laughs> anyone it could be a one-man show show, literally (laughs) well paul thank you so much for coming on guys we actually went to high school together Mm -hmm. so it's pretty crazy i worked with his brother zach brother at at ben Ben and jerry shout out zach that's crazy we didn't even really know each other that well yeah we we did it knew through our my brother yeah but today we're going to be talking about coming out to the world but like more specifically like coming out to religious family members and we are both people of color so that Mm -hmm. adds a layer to the experience so before we begin paul how do you sexually identify sexually i would i would identify as gay as Mm -hmm. a gay indian american and gender wise Mm -hmm. i would say i definitely identify as a man Mm -hmm. but like over the past year and a half i have sort of tapped into thinking that i kind of express myself in both yeah. I hate saying masculine and fem- feminine, but that is like the truth in yeah. both those ways. So mm-hmm. like I would say I'm kind of a little bit more non-binary too, but I also would say like I'm a non-binary man. Is that mm. weird? It's, no. it's weird, but, but like I still feel like I see myself as a man the way that I'm treated, but mm-hmm. I in the way that I like to express myself, it gives me more freedom. Yeah. Like when I say like non-binary because I'm like, oh, I can do this more quote unquote feminine thing and mm-hmm. not feel like you know i'm I'm like i'm just paul you know definitely yeah i feel like gender sexual identity is all based on like what you feel is right for you yes and you know like there are like labels that you could put on everything and stuff but at the end of the day it's like how you feel it's how you feel skin which is important exactly yeah so what pronouns do you use then i he him he him okay perfect so I've never said this on the podcast before, but I am bisexual, so, wow. (laughs) How does that feel? Yes. It feels... It's a declaration. It's good. Yeah, I was talking to Paul earlier that I was... I was, like, nervous to Mm -hmm. do this episode because coming out is scary. So scary. I feel like right now the only people who know that I am bi are, like, my close 
uh, friends and nuclear family members. So wow. this is this is um, this is interesting, but I am by so any lady duffels who listen to this episode <laughs> hit me up girl <laughs> hit me up yes i love that yeah so we'll be talking about our experiences coming out today just like for background i guess were you always proud of your sexual identity and if not how did you learn to love your true self when i came out to myself yes that i was definitely like proud of myself but that was when i that was when i was 17 years old okay. when i came out to myself as bisexual actually that's wow. what I, I thought i was bullied when i was younger more like teasing it wasn't like very severe but mm-hmm. like it was more on like my personality and my physical nature the way i acted it was mm-hmm. more feminine the, what people thought and people would call me like a girl that you know um i talk like a girl like i i um, walk like a girl things like that and mm-hmm. that um, really got to me when I was younger and that kind of lasted throughout even like up to middle school yeah. and so then eventually like eventually that like started to go away but that definitely like like lowered my self-esteem like quite a bit and my, my confidence a lot in eighth grade that was when we go through puberty mm-hmm. my I had such a high-pitched voice which is normal for like people young boys girls anyone yeah but um eventually my voice went through a change eighth grade it was really deep and people were like whoa you sound so different like (laughs) thank god no one's gonna make fun of me anymore but Mm -hmm. it still happened and then my friend we were in art class one day and she was like telling me that there were rumors like this guy was like oh i know like there are five gay people at this school xyz paul like i was one of the words oh my god i was freaking out i was like whoa that can't be me no 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 no. how do i how can i change this this is not right i was supportive of the lgbtq plus community like Mm -hmm. i was it's just that when it came to me i was like i can't be that way and i think that's because i was bullied Mm -hmm. and like i think i was i was i made myself believe that it like I can't be this way. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not right. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually it went on and on. And then freshman year, sophomore year of high school still was dealing with that, like low self-confidence. And I was like, I need to change. I would like monitor the way that I walked around school. Mm-hmm. I would like try to talk not as fast or like monitor my gesticulation and like stop talking like this mm-hmm. because those were like stereotypically like gay traits. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kept doing that and it was, it was hard and like it's it was a lot of maintenance to like keep my like watch myself do all those things every day junior year like I realized I never really thought about who I liked like sexually or romantically Mm -hmm. and I thought about it more and more and I was like oh I definitely like girls that's what I told myself Mm -hmm. but I was like oh I think I like guys too yeah from there just saying that I was bisexual was I don't know something definitely came over me as in like I don't know this I don't know, like peeling an onion. I don't know. It was like I was unraveling, like I was kind of coming into my own a little bit more. You were finding out like a new part of your identity. Yes. A new part of my identity for sure that I never explored before. Yeah. From there becoming a lot more outgoing and social, I think was because I came, I was able to come out to myself. Yeah. And then a few months later, like around December, I was like, oh no, I'm just gay. But um, I'm just gay. No, I just like guys. You're like plot twist. Plot twist. And a lot of my friends were like, "Mm, that makes a little bit more sense. They didn't want to say anything before because they were like, how I feel is how I feel. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry that you were teased in middle and elementary school. Like younger kids are ruthless. And also the fact that something that was like, quote unquote, like embarrassing or like shameful to be gay like in the minds of like younger children it's also something that's really sad so when you were talking about how like in art class one of your friends was like oh people think that you're gay 
and like the feeling you had of being like oh no like that can't be me is like totally understandable because it feels like someone else was defining your sexual identity for you and like they took that power away from you Mm -hmm. and so it's totally understandable to have that reaction of like oh my god no they they were taking that power away from me and i was telling me something about myself that i had like no idea for for myself i had no idea like like, you hadn't explored yet at all i remember like even it was an english class in eighth grade this girl like said hi to me she was really sweet Mm -hmm. and then like after she looked away from me she like mouthed to her friend like do you think paul's gay I remember, oh my God. and I remember like looking at that interaction. I was like, "No, the rumors are true. This is happening." So after like you accepted your sexual identity for yourself, what was your experience like coming out to your parents? Oh, baby, this is a ride. <laughs> oh, let's get into it. <laughs> um, so I'm 22, mm-hmm. and when I came out to myself at 17, I told myself for my safety, as much as I love my parents, I'm not sure how they will react if I come out to them because it would be a big deal. Yeah. So I thought. I'm going to come out to myself when I'm financially stable and on my own Mm. so that if they decide to like disown me or whatever, Mm. I'm like, I'm like, that's not a problem because I'm safe on my own. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe 25, 26, whenever I'm like able to be for myself. Early 2021, my whole family, all each of us individually, were all in um, therapy. We all were seeing this one therapist. I think the point of that that therapy was to eventually have us all do family therapy at one point, like in a few months. Mm-hmm. And so my mom and my dad were like, you should see this, this therapist. Like, so I joined in and then eventually all of us started seeing this therapist, all my brothers, my, my parents too. <clears throat> so I met her and it was a unique experience because she had already met all of my brothers and my, my siblings. Yeah. And um, so she had an idea of how they were. Um, and I spoke to her about, you know, my life. It was like the intake session. Like, yeah. who are you? What What's your, what's, what's your deal? You know? Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, yeah, I'm gay. I haven't come out to my parents because, you know, they're really religious. Um, not only that, but they just don't support, you know, the queer community. And it would, like, it would break them, I think, if I came out to them. And then she was like, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Would you want to maybe work on this together? And like, have you come out in a few months? When I heard those words, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> wait, really? And then I thought about it. I was like, wait, why don't I do this? Like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Like, come on. I, I think I'm, I feel ready. I'm confident in myself. I love myself. And I, and I have this amazing therapist who I can work with. Yeah. And who's talking to all of my family members and who has, has an idea of how they all are. Like, why don't I begin this process? So it's so on January 25th. Mm-hmm. I remember the day. Wow. That was the first day I met her. She was like, we'll, we'll begin it. So I saw her every week. And like we talked about a lot of things, just like my relationships with my parents, just how to actually plan it. I even wrote a script wow. of what I was going to say. Yeah. Three months later, in April 24th, the day came. Well, actually, before I say this, I want to talk about my brother, mm-hmm. um, Zachary. Hi, Zach. When I told my brothers I was going to come out to them, both Albert and Zach, they were like, this is going to change our family forever. I knew com- coming coming out to them It was going to take a long, it is going to take a long time, five, maybe like who knows how many years it would take for them to hopefully even acknowledge that I'm gay. And I thought, you know, if I come out to them now, I can take a few years and then hopefully they can come to my wedding if they want. I don't, I I don't, I, the alternative was like giving them my wedding invitation be like, oh, I'm gay. Come to my (laughs) wedding. Like, 
they would not come to my wedding. They would be traumatized. <laughs> so I'm like, let's plan this methodically. Yeah. A week before I came out to my parents, it was April 24th. Zachary called me. He's like, it's going to change everything. Like, it's like, I know it's, yeah. it's crazy. And he's like, no, like you're, it's literally going to change how mom and dad think. Like our whole family is going to not, never going to be the same. I'm like, I know, <laughs> like, I know you're, you're saying like you're putting a lot of pressure yes, on this. I'm in a high stress situation. Yes, like I know this information. Like, yeah. why do you keep saying it? But then he was like, it's, it's going to be a lot, you know, for, for all of us, for you. But like, we also need to talk about how this affects me. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, surprise. Oh. And then I was like, are you gay? <laughs> and he was like, he said I could talk about this, so it's fine. But mm-hmm. he was like, I don't like to use that word, but I'm how you are. I was like, mm. okay. Oh, congrats, Zach. He did not want to come out to my parents, not with me or like much later than I did just because of his personal journey. I came out to my parents um, via our first, our, through our first family therapy session. Oh, wow. So they were in for a doozy. My wow. parents <laughs> had no idea what was going on. My brothers were also there. Uh, it was family therapy. And then obviously my therapist was there. Yeah. So I think that was really good that she was there to help regulate the session and monitor everything. And, um, so I came out and um, I like a really short script. I like got straight to the, I got straight to the point talking about how I was bullied and then how it made me sort of doubt my myself, but then how coming out to myself as gay, like really helped, has really helped. And that's who I am. And I was like, I know it's a lot for you to take in. And I know with your, with your principles, it's going to be a lot to even like, like wrangle. But I hope that with time we can get to a point where like you guys accept me for who I am. Yeah. So I, I said that my parents, everyone was on Zoom. Everyone had their cameras on. My parents were in separate rooms, but yeah. um, my mom immediately turned off her camera. My dad was the way he talked about. He's talked about being gay in the past. He's said some pretty um, derogatory things yeah. about gay people, mm-hmm. um, and so I thought he was going to be pretty like aggressive with his language, not necessarily about me, but but just like he wouldn't. He would just be like downright, no, I don't accept this. But it was totally the opposite. He was actually like, you know, it's okay. Um, we still love you. I still, we still love you no matter what. Wow. Um, you're still my son, and this is this is okay. And he did say like, you know, maybe this is like a phase. Maybe this is not like who you really are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I mean, it's, it was unfortunate to hear that. Yeah. But it was way so much better than what I had expected. Yeah. Even my therapist was like, wow, Joseph. Yeah. Like this, this is a really <laughs> impressive. like, pop off kid. Yeah, literally. Who was like. <laughs> therapy <clears throat> does work. Therapy does work. <laughs> and, I, and I just remember like we were talking and then I was, those bullies like sort of like made fun of me. Like how, how I acted, like I acted like a girl. And my mom like jumped in and was like, then why, why did you let those people, like, make you believe that? And, like, make you believe that, you know, that you might be, like, gay or whatever. Mm. And that was a little bit hurt, painful to hear. Because yeah. I was like, Mom, this is not... That's not... I'm saying this because those people, like, made me, like, doubt myself. And, like... Yeah. And, like, that. that's... And then eventually growing up, I was like, no, those people were wrong. Like, I can act however I want to act. Like, exactly. I'm just who I am. Yeah. But I gave my parents their space. I wasn't in the same house, which I thought was good. Yeah. And then... Um, my dad like texted that same evening. He was like, you know, um, I love you. We love you. Like nothing will change. You know, we'll work. We'll work through this together, yeah. which was really sweet. That and is. then the next day, actually, I was headed to Lynchburg with Ecstasy for a dance uh, showcase. 
in Lynchburg. And it was 7.30 in the morning. We were driving. I was just, you know, I was just looking to find my friends. I was just like, oh, where's mom and dad right now? I was just, I was just looking. They were at the hospital. Oh. Who, who, why, what is happening? Yeah. So I texted my dad. I was like, are you guys, is everyone okay? Why yeah. is, is, why, why are you and mom at the hospital? My mom, my dad actually was like, oh, we're just like visiting someone. Like, don't worry about it. But then, no, my dad actually was lying because he didn't want me to worry. Uh, my mom had actually like, I was having chest problems. Like her, her, like her, like, um, her, like, like in big pain, like her chest press, she was going through a lot of pain. Like her chest mm. was hurting. So she went to the hospital Wow. and, um, I think it was, it was not even 24 hours after it came out. Yeah. And um, my mom also has a history of like cancer. She has diabetes and she's had like, she's been through a lot. Yeah. So she's generally like very stressed and anxious um, just in general. So like, I think this sort of might've put her over the edge a little bit coming out to her because mm-hmm. she cried and I'm sure like I wasn't there that night at home, but I know it was probably a lot for her. And so she was in the hospital the next day. Um, she ended up being okay and she was, she was fine, but like, that's so scary still though. Zach and I were like scared and Albert eventually called as well, but we were all like, are you kidding me? We Mm -hmm. sort of started laughing actually (laughs) about it after she was okay. After she was okay. We were like, are you serious? Yeah. My mom literally went to the hospital because I came (laughs) out to her. Talk about, not dramatic, but also sort of dramatic. But I was like, I hope she laughs about this in like 10 years time. My parents actually came the next day on Monday. They they literally texted me. They were like, oh, we're coming to visit you. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, don't come. <laughs> and then I was scared, actually, yeah. when they came. I was really scared. And I couldn't believe I did this, but I literally told them that I was going to meet them out in the garage. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go in their car. Usually they come to my apartment and we like hang out. But for some reason, I think I just lost my sense of who I like, thought, like my relationship with them because they yeah. are my parents like my i love them and they would never do anything to hurt me yeah but for some reason i thought they were gonna like do something to me when yeah. they came to my apartment thought they were gonna like hurt me or something mm. because they were coming to visit me it was my first time seeing them face to face yeah and i was like okay let me just meet you in the car <laughs> so i met them and they were like hi my my mom came out and she like gave me a i was afraid to hug her actually because i always hug them my mom was like Are you gonna, aren't you gonna give me a hug i was like do you want a hug? Mm. And she was like, yeah, you're, I mean, you're my son. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I gave, and they could tell that I was being a little bit distant towards them. And I was actually kind of like hostile a little bit just because I was nervous and also upset yeah. with the way that, because my brother was telling me what they were saying to them about me. Like how they were so upset with me that said I chose to be this way. And it was, it made me upset. I think I, I realized that it was important to talk to both of my parents individually because mm-hmm. they both have different, my mom and I were talking and she wanted to ask me like, oh, how did I realize that I was gay? I have been gay since I was fresh out the womb. <laughs> like... <laughs> After I came out to myself, I was... You were like, you were actually there when I figured out I was gay. Yes, literally. <laughs> we were both in the hospital room together. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, but like, I going back in time, I was like, thinking about all the shows that I watched, like Disney Channel, like, Zach Efron is my celebrity crush forever. Mm-hmm. I had a thing for Troy Bolton. I was yeah. like, Gabriella, you're gorgeous, but <laughs> Troy Bolton, I feel some sort of way towards you. And I didn't know what this feeling was. And I and I also had a crush on this guy in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, who? Brian Hennessy. Oh my god! Yes, yes. yeah, I can so see Such that. Such a cutie. Yeah, he's really cute. And he's so nice. Yeah. And I just remember in freshman year, um, I had this affinity towards him for some reason. Again, I didn't know I was gay. Nothing. Yeah. But I was like, I want to be his friend. 
I want to be his friend. I just I would, want to be best friends with him. I just want to be best friends with him. Like, I don't know why, but I just do. Yeah. I don't feel this way about anybody else but him. <laughs> but like, yeah, I had the biggest crush on him. And I realized that after it came out to myself, I was like, oh, that affinity towards him. Wow. He was your sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really was. I was like, mom, like, Troy Bolton. <laughs> I felt some sort of way about him when I was younger. And now I'm realizing it was that I had a crush on him. I really liked him. Yeah. My mom was just looking at me and she was like, what? Mm-hmm. She was just like confused. I was like, mom, you're married. You don't understand this? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but then in their eyes, it's like, no, I understand. But my thing is normal as in mm-hmm. being with a man. Yeah. But yours isn't. Yeah. My mom was like, you know, like, we want to let you know that we're here for you. We're not going to, we're not going to like jump out of your life forever never we're always going to be here that being said you know we're probably not going to be at your wedding that was definitely that was hard to to hear i could sense that my parents were very sad when when i left my mom i could see my mom starting to cry and he like gave her a hug and i was like mom i'm still i'm still the same person that i was before saturday um but you know in her eyes i wasn't yeah i was like i know you're saying that but it's really really hard it's gonna take time a few weeks later I come home. It's like mid-May. Um, oh, this is the part where I need to read some of the stuff they said to me. Okay. Which is like, whoa. <laughs> Zachary, he had come home. And b- mind you, we were actually getting ready to move houses. Mm-hmm. We were moving to Lorton, Virginia. Um, and we were getting ready to move. So the house is getting packed and everything. My brother comes home. He was only one home. My brother was in med school at the time. I was still in Charlottesville. And... Um, my parents gave him, showed him a letter from one of his best friends that they had found in Zachary's room while like cleaning up his room for moving out, and it was a congratulate, it was a congratulations letter on coming out. Oh my god! And they opened it and they read it, and they as soon as Zachary came home, the first thing they were they said was, "My dad was like, do you have something to tell us?" And showed him the letter. Oh my gosh! And like, and I said this before, but Zachary did not plan on coming out for like way longer until way way longer than way later than i did yeah because of how he how how he feels about it so he just like froze and he just was like adamant and just denying it denying it denying it denying it and it's my first day home after a while and after seeing them in person and then my parents did not want me and zachary to be in the same room while talking about being gay Mm. which was because my dad was thinking that i would rub off on him or something even though they didn't know zach was gay they had a feeling but like Zach was Zach kept denying it, but they thought if I was in the same room, that would make him act on it more. Mm. But then we started talking, and I could sense my mom was very not well at all. Like mentally, I don't think she was okay. Yeah. And then um, my mom, we like started talking, and I told them how you know I had a fun week in Charlottesville, hanging out with friends. Mom was like, "Don't you want to ask us how we're doing?" And I'm like, "Of course." I I just wanted to you know wait, but how are you and how are you and dad doing? And my mom um, was saying like, these have been like the worst few weeks of her life for her and my dad. And um, they say some pretty like, like, uh, I don't know if it's like a trigger warning for how they feel and stuff, but like there's like mentions of like suicide and depression. But um, my mom said, our concept of you is shattered. My mom like was saying that she had, she like cries, cried three, three to five times a day, like every day for like the past two and a half weeks. Um, she has said that she doesn't, she feels like she doesn't know me anymore. She felt like she never knew me. Um, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma three years ago. This was definitely a really hurtful statement. She had, um, she said that 
she feel we feel worse right now like that like me basically they were saying that me having being gay was worse than when i had cancer oh my gosh that was that was I'm a lot i'm so sorry i was like i could not believe my own mother said that to me yeah and she had said that she had a dream and Apachin, her her dad was in it who passed away a long time ago and um my mom and her dad never really hugged growing up but like for the first time in her dream my mom was like he ushered me in for a hug because she was like crying i think she like told me that to show just how emotional she was mm-hmm. and like how heavy all this was for her and um so that that was like my first day back and my dad um my dad said that he wanted to kill himself when i did come out to him oh my gosh and then my mom said the same thing and then he was like you know i did want to kill myself when i when you came out to me but if I died, who was who was gonna support you? That's and then that's why he was like, I was like, no, I'm not gonna do it because you know I, I love my kids. I I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see them alone. That was the that was then I cried that night. Yeah. I was like, this is because I was it was a lot. You just threw all that on me, and yeah. I'm happy you told me how you felt. But part of me felt like they shouldn't have said those things to me, especially they the, definitely should not. Have. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like the cancer thing. And just wanting to kill themselves because yeah. of my coming out. The next day, I talked to my mom, telling her how upset I was by the things that she said to me. Yeah. I think my point was I wanted to make her understand how hurtful it was that she yeah. said that kind of thing. I told him, I was like, don't tell me that stuff. Tell that to your therapist. Exactly. Tell that to your yeah. therapist. Yeah. Don't say that to me. Like You are, you are allowed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think I handled it pretty well and i think i don't i don't want to be like oh i'm such a strong person but i think you handle it well and the fact that you're still here and able to talk about uh, it and that you still have a relationship with your parents like i don't know i don't know how i would have handled that i don't know how anyone would have handled that yeah thank you she actually did apologize and she felt bad that she said those things to me and um she understood why it was wrong and also my dad apologized as well my dad didn't actually he, he basically was just like i don't want you to do any act upon this for like five years mm. no dating he was literally like you can choose not to follow my rules but if you don't you can live on the street or i will move out like my dad will move out oh and gosh. um i was like oh and this is kind of what i was afraid of in the past i was like are my parents gonna kick me out but i'm yeah. like I still knew I was like, they love me too much to do that. But hearing that was a little bit scary. Yeah. I decided to tell a close family friend of ours who's friends with our whole family that I was gay and how it was affecting our whole family. And so she's super supportive. This family friend of like, you know, queer people, like she supports the LGBTQ plus community. And um, she was like, you know, I'll talk to your, maybe we can schedule like an intervention or something to talk. And, um, so we did actually we scheduled a little intervention for when we came back from hilton head and we actually were able to get like a a priest to come in because my parents were really religious and um that's another thing my parents that's the like they're very religious and they're they still are and i'm actually not religious anymore Mm -hmm. i'm like more agnostic atheist kind of situation but um so that's another big point of contention for them that Mm -hmm. they're not okay with but scheduled an intervention with um a, a priest to come talk to us who he was an Indian priest and he was actually supportive. Uh, he, he was like a supportive, like LGBTQ affirming priest. Wow. So we thought that it would be cool to have him come and speak with my parents. And it was via zoom. So we got back home, my mom, my dad, 
um, my aunt and Zachary was there and Albert actually drove up that night to be there for us. Um, so I really appreciate that he was able to do that for us because it was going to be, it was a big deal because I, at this point I was planning to really, um, assert myself and tell them how I felt about what they were saying. As in like, I'm not going to not be gay for five years. I'm not going to like do what you're telling me to do. Cause I think it's just not right. It's unacceptable. Like yeah. this is who I am. We like had this other like little debacle because I chose to be part of the men's leadership project at UVA. And we had to take a class about um, fostering leadership in teenage boys. And my parents like were through the they were like flabbergasted because they thought it was some class about like gender identity like sexuality like um masculinity and my parents were like you're not taking that class because you know that's just promoting this agenda even more and that made me furious i was like it's just a class like it's not like i'm not gonna make any teenage boys gay i'm not Mm. doing that that's what they thought i was doing Mm. i was like no both of my parents are my dad is 60. My mom was almost 60. They grew up in India, mm-hmm. uh, in um, South India, Kerala, for um, most of their, their lives. And they immigrated mm-hmm. here when they were close to 30. And that's all they knew. And for them, gay people were not a thing. Yeah. I mean, they were there, but mm-hmm. not in their lives. Like, they didn't yeah. learn about that stuff. Yeah. So it was totally like, like, there was total shock when I came out. But like, there was just, it's just a lot for them to handle like it's not in their their repertoire like it's Mm -hmm. literally like not in their language and so i just had to understand that it's gonna take time and they have to sort of i had i told them you have to unlearn what you learned and they it's hard you have to learn to separate you um dealing with them and them dealing with you as in like letting them process the news on their own because they are still mourning to this day they're still mourning the loss of who i was before yeah and i think that is something that's really important to touch on and just like i think what was really hard for me is like your parents my my parents did some hurtful things and just something i had to remind myself was you know i've had the past few years to like understand who i am and accept this part of my identity and again like i come from a religious background too Mm -hmm. and so growing up christian like I feel like for most of my life, I just gaslit myself and I was like, no, you don't actually, you're not actually interested in women. Like this is just a phase or like, you're just doing this for attention and stuff. And so like, it took me even a long time to accept myself. And so, you know, even like, it just like all of the things that like my parents were saying and the conversations that we were having that were hurtful. I just had to remind myself, like they are coming from a different generation and this is something that's new to them. And it's really hard and I feel like we shouldn't have to do it but like in a way like we have to give our parents a little bit of grace as long as they're willing to learn and work towards unlearning like what you Mm -hmm. were talking about and another thing that I think is really important like in your story is just when you're talking about all the hurtful things that your parents said like that I feel like is totally unfair to put on your child because Again, that's not something that you they should be telling you. They should be telling a professional that. They should be telling right. a therapist that. They were guilting me. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no... It's just so awful to like put that on your child. And, you know, parent relationships are so important. And so when you feel like your parents, like the people who brought you into this earth and who are supposed to love you unconditionally, when you feel like they don't love you and they don't accept you, that's like 
the most hurtful feeling mm-hmm. and that's like the most isolating experience ever yes i'm not getting the support and love that i need mm-hmm. from the people who i who i think i should be getting it from exactly the religious portion of it is interesting just because i i kind of stepped away from christianity and i kind of lost my faith a little bit because of how christians deal with the queer community mm-hmm. and when i came out to my mom it was I had the same idea of like what you did. I was like going to write a script and like sit my parents (laughs) down and like have a conversation with them. But then it just came out randomly out of the blue, like when we were having an argument. Yeah. And she was talking, I was like talking about how I was like stressed and I was like, so I came out to myself my second year of college, but like I had been holding that in for a, like a year and it was hard for me to be at home because like in Who's Connected, we talk about masks and I was having the mask on that I was straight like a straight christian girl and you know i am the kind of person who like wants to tell my parents everything Mm -hmm. and so i felt guilty in a way because i felt like i was lying to them Mm -hmm. and so i was just holding all of that anxiety in and it was just stressful to be at home i like didn't want to interact with them and was like very aloof because i knew i was like i'm hiding something from you guys and so basically like what happened was we were talking about how I was stressed and then she was like talking about how I like just need to pray more. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even remember the exact wording of what I said, but I was like, I can't pray to a God who doesn't love me because I'm not straight. Like I couldn't even say I'm bi. Oh, wow. At first. Like I could only, the only thing I could say was like, I'm not straight. Um, and she cried as well. <laughs> yes. And that's yes, the mutual tears. <laughs> mutual tears. <laughs> um, and you know, I feel like people, don't talk enough about how hurtful that is when first of all like when you cause your parents to cry no one wants no one wants to make anyone cry but like your parents especially like people who you don't see cry that often and are who are usually like very strong and stuff so when you make your parents cry but also when you make them cry about something that you can't control i think that's really hard and that's why so many lgbtq youth struggle with mental health issues Mm -hmm. because if you don't have a supportive community then it's hard to thrive because it already feels like society is like against you Mm -hmm. like gay marriage was only legalized like what 2018 15 yeah 2015 but still that was yeah so if like any parents are listening to this who like have kids who may come out to them like I think it's just so important to show them that they're still loved because like again I can't emphasize enough like how lonely it feels when the people who are supposed to love you unconditionally when it feels like they don't love you Mm -hmm. and then it feels like you don't have anyone in your life that kind of pushed me away from religion religion so that was the main reason why because like yeah I still consider myself a Christian because Mm. I I want to work towards like finding a accepting community an accepting religious community and i feel yes. like that it's they're out there somewhere and mm-hmm. i do believe that god exists and i want to have a relationship with god but at the same time it's really hard to be it's really hard to foster that relationship when the only religious community you have are people telling you that being gay is a sin and like my, my first year someone in like a religious group that i was in told me like it's okay to be gay as long as you're celibate and as long as you don't act on anything mm. and i'm like okay so i can be gay but i can't be in love yeah. i can't be in a relationship with anyone like i can't yeah. have the same things that you have just because it might be with a woman mm-hmm. that toxic environment really that's what drives so many queer people away from religion mm-hmm. but i think like i just 
I still really do want to find religious community and I know that it can exist somewhere. Oh, another thing I wanted to touch on Mm. was how you came out to a family friend and how she was supportive. And I feel like that's so important to find someone who supports you in that way and is like willing and is like has your back like throughout this entire process. And like also like I'm lucky that my sisters were also supportive of me. Like they they don't care they're just like oh okay cool yeah and like all of my friends like i've never had anyone who has been like oh no that you shouldn't be doing that like or like treat me differently like after i came out they were just like okay like that's fine and i think one thing that's been really encouraging to me is that even my friends who i met through a religious organization at uva are supportive of me and they're very affirming Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think that gives me hope that there is that religious community out there um and i think just the most important thing after coming out is finding support mm-hmm. and finding community sure. of people who have your back, like in a time where you feel like the people closest to you don't. Mm-hmm. So how did you find support and community after you came out to your parents? I know you talked about your brothers a lot and your family friend. One of my closest cousins, her name is Sonia. She knew and um, hi Sonia, if you're listening <laughs> and um, her mom and dad actually both knew her dad is my dad's brother mm. and um, they both knew that I was coming out and yeah. um, they were, um, they knew that it was the big news. And I actually called them a few days after my parents had told me all those things that they said to me. Yeah. My, my aunt was like sort of outraged by them. It was like, they should not be telling you these types of things. What I said before, talk to their therapist, like, yeah. but they're like, with time it'll, it'll get better. Just you, you have to be patient. I know it's a really hard thing yeah. to do, but you have to like let them process this news themselves. They have to do it themselves. And um, the aunt, the family friend, her name is Sindhu, Sindhu auntie. She was, she's um, um, closer, close to the age of my parents and she has two fully grown daughters and, yeah. and she is so supportive yeah. of the queer community. She grew up in the same area as my parents. Yeah. And so it was. If, so she's proof that you can. She is proof. You can and she wasn't like this back then. She kind of was a lot more traditional back then. Yeah. But she changed. Yeah. Her daughters changed her actually. Yeah. And that gave me so much hope. And she helped me find this organization called Desi Rainbow. It's um like Desi people like Indian subcontinent, Bangladesh, India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, a South Asian LGBTQ support group. And so I went to a few of them and it was amazing. It was so cool to see people like me um, talking about coming out and like how it's been dealing with their South Asian parents and dealing with some of the same exact stories as I was facing. They also had support groups for parents, parents of these um, queer um, South Asian people. And what it was allowed, it allowed them to air their grievances of how they felt. And there's, you can be as vocal and as clear as, um, transparent as you want i convinced my parents to go to a group in um i think it was july or august okay i I convinced them i was like hey this is support group um you can go to this if you want like they're for parents like you who are dealing with their their gay children their queer children they were like i'll we'll do this for you we'll do it for you growth growth right i think the the willingness to try yeah and um afterwards i asked them how did it go my dad was like, it was good. I I enjoyed it. Like I got to hear, I didn't really say much, but I heard all the other parents talking about their their parents, their grievances and how they could relate. My dad had told me that he like, oh, I joined the, the WhatsApp group for the parents. Wow. I was like, oh, you did? Yeah. I was like, yeah, just to like 
uh, up to date with like, you know, their meetings and stuff. It's like, heartwarming to know that like your parents are, you're trying, they're trying at least to like, trying. go to these support groups yeah. and donate money and, and, yeah, and realizing that these are people that are, ha- that are fighting the fight, you know, that yeah. these are people that are struggling Yeah, and he w- realized that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I keep saying that they both are like still like, like even to this day, they're like, I don't think you're gay still. Mm. We go back and forth, but I think they're very much still in denial. I think they know, but they just can't accept it. Yeah. Because it'll take time. It takes time. And yeah. like my mom, my dad told me that he, where he works, like some of the people there have said like pretty nasty things about gay people. And mm. now my dad is, he feels kind of sad yeah. because he's like, no, my son's one of them. Yeah. You know, he said he said that to me. You know, he, it makes it hurts him. Um, and then it's also like, oh, but you're not gay. So like, it's <laughs> too, it's, it's going back and forth. But yeah. I think where we are now is that they're just it just is going to take a lot of time. Yeah. And um, with my mom as well, like she in the first few weeks of coming out, she was crying a lot. As I mentioned, like she would cry in front of me, like f- sometimes full on bawling. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm causing this. I've never seen you cry this much before. Oh. Like sobbing, like nasty snot coming out. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what is happening? But I would just be there for her. I would just listen to her. And I'm happy she would cry in front of me because she would show me how she was really feeling. And yeah. she eventually, you know, started to get treated for depression. And um, now they're both, like my mom, like both of them said that they were dead during that time. Like mentally, they were dead. Mm. And, um, my mom like loves TV. Like she watches so much TV. She didn't watch a single show mm. like for months. She was just going to work and just crying every day. And like, you know, um, they both were doing their own research. Granted, they were always doing research for like Catholic, um, yeah. like resources, which is fair. And, um, I also ended up speaking to the Catholic priest, which was like an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, but I did it that for my parents cause I know they want me. That's another big thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's even bigger than me being gay. They like, they'd rather me be like more religious. Yeah. Um, they're like, they want me to like pray more and it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm open to it. But at this moment, it'll take I, time too. Cause like, again, like, like the religious community has hurt the queer community in so many ways. Yes. So in the same way they have to unlearn like their perceptions of gay people, like, Exactly. You'll have to like unlearn the perceptions of like what Catholic people are like or what religious people are like. Right. Yeah. And they don't um, like sometimes I would tell them, I don't really want to go to church on Sunday because especially the Catholic church, because I just felt like it's not even though they're not going to I'm they're, the priests are not going to be like as I come in the door, like no gay. Yeah. You can't be gay. <laughs> get out. Because they're not going to know. Yeah. But it's like. You still have that feeling. I have You're that like, feeling. I'm surrounded by people and who I would tell that don't to my, support me. Yeah. And I would tell that to my parents and be like, I don't want to go to church mm-hmm. because of this. My dad's like, it's just a building. Just go and pray. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I understand, but this is a Catholic church. This yeah. is, they have their core beliefs. And while i not be like, it's not necessarily a core belief that being gay is wrong. It's, you know, it's a, it's a one of the beliefs. I still have hope that, you know, my parents mm-hmm. like accept me and I love my parents so much and I know that they love me so much. And so it's never like a me versus them issue, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, I don't know. It's just like helping them. It's, how do I want to phrase it? It's, it's like us against the views that they had growing up or yeah. the things that they learned growing up. And I'm lucky now because like, like you and your parents were in a very different place and you know, I was able to tell my mom that I was supposed to go on a date with a girl over winter break and then she had COVID, so we couldn't do that. Oh, no. Um, 
But just like oh, the but fact- you told your mom that. Yeah. Yeah. And oh I told my, my mom that. Say? And she was like, oh, no, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that she was, she like expressed sympathy yeah. is something that really meant a lot to me. And like, I'm really, I'm grateful that my parents are like trying to learn and like trying to accept me. And I do have hope that one day we can get there and that one day like it won't be like an uncomfortable topic or whatever yeah but i know again like that's that's gonna take a lot of time because like like you said they spent 50 years of their life thinking one way so that's not gonna just change overnight mm-hmm. the grace that's yeah. really important to have you know yeah. for them because like if they can have grace for us and i mean we can try to exercise grace for them and yeah you know exactly. it will take time and it's hard and i wish it didn't have to be like this for us yeah and um and you know it, it makes me i don't know if you think about this but like sometimes i just think wow like it, it could have just been a simple okay we accept you and yeah. then that's the end of it and yeah like we wouldn't have to like i mean i'm happy we're talking about this on this podcast but it's yeah. like also such hard shit and it's it like is, damn yeah. for and so many it's people it's emotional. so much so emotional and i remember before like when I was doing my uh, coming out prep, I would like Google how to come out to your parents. And then I see like all these YouTube videos of people coming out to their parents and their parents being like, congrats, like yes. we love you so much. And I'm like, maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm manifesting that yes. like that uh, reality for myself. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, everyone has a different coming out experience. And I'm like, again, like you said, like really grateful that we're able to talk about this today. And yeah. thank you so much for sharing like your story about coming out because I know that you know, talking about this can also be like very triggering and emotionally heavy. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you for having me. Um, oh my gosh. I will, I'm, I'm grateful that we had this connection. Like, oh my God, I we just found this out like, I don't know how, how long ago, but yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. The, it feels so good. Like when you meet someone who has a similar experience to you, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, I'm so sorry that happened to you too. But at the same time, you're yes. like, okay, this isn't abnormal. Like there's not anything right. wrong with me. Nothing wrong. With I'm not me. alone in this. Um, and it's the best feeling. I didn't, I, I take it for granted how good it feels actually when there's someone else going through it. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's pain, but it's, I'm happy we're both going through yeah. it, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm happy we have each other to talk to yes, about it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, all right, guys, if you're still listening, thank you so much. And remember to BYOB next week. Bye. Bye.